Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Some of the things that he was explaining was just so simple, but it was truth that just hit right home. He's changed my life. He's changed my walk. I have a hunger for God now that I've never had before. And this is just the beginning. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. This week, I've started teaching from a new book that I've got out entitled, More Grace, More Favor. This is a powerful teaching. I tell you, this is one of the things that has transformed my life. You know, I had an experience with the Lord on March the 23rd, 1968. Many of you have heard me refer to this, but I was only 18 years old. I got born again when I was eight, but I became a religious Pharisee, and I didn't mean to, but it was the way it was presented, that God blessed you and related to you based on how good you were. And if you went to church, and if you did all of these things and read your Bible, and if you didn't dip or cuss or chew or go with those who do, etc., then God would bless you. That's, it wasn't said in those words, but that's the way it came across. And you know, I have ministered to millions of people and the vast majority of people. Somehow or another, this is what they uh, get is that God loves us when we're lovely and uh, when we are performing well and when we do well, He rejects us. You know, you get this from the little age. You come in and you tell your parents, now I said my ABCs, tell me what you think of me. And they say, oh, you're just so wonderful. We're so proud of you. And they give you all of these rewards when you do good. But then when you mess up, boy, you get it. And you get a spanking or you get some kind of correction and stuff like this. And so we just are somehow or another versed in this. In the world system, you get what you deserve. When you do well, you get a pat on the back. When you do bad, you get a swift kick in the rear. <laughs> Amen. And so we develop this attitude and we project it to God. But in God's system, God's kingdom, that's not the way it works. The way up in God's kingdom is down. As you humble yourself, this is the verse that I've been using in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. The way up in God's kingdom is down. Jesus said that the Gentiles, they exercise authority over you, but in my kingdom, it's not going to be that way. But he that's greatest among you will be your servant, and he that will be the least will be the greatest. And so in God's kingdom, it is totally different. And sad to say, many people who have come to the Lord and are born again, if they were to die, they would go to heaven because they have received Jesus as their Savior, but they still are under this deception of thinking, I've got to be good and do things to earn God's favor. So see, somehow that was translated to me. I got born again when I was eight, but I started trying to do all of the right things. And I mean, I lived holier than anybody I knew. And I'm not saying that in a prideful, arrogant, boasting way. I'm just saying that I gave it everything I had. I led more people to the Lord when I was a teenager per week than the pastor of the church did. 
I mean, I'd come back every week with two or three scalps on my belt, people that I claimed I had led to the Lord. And I was so obnoxious with it, I'm not sure that they truly got born again. They might have just prayed a prayer with me to get me off their case. But nonetheless, I was doing all of these things. But the bad part was, it wasn't that what I was doing was bad. It was that I was doing it to earn God's favor. You know what that is? That's pride. Most people see don't define that as pride. They think pride is exalting yourself and thinking you're something else. If you are standing in your own goodness and promoting your own self and trying to relate to God on the basis of what you have done instead of on the basis of what Jesus has done for you, you are operating in pride. And according to these verses, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. So I didn't mean to do it, but because of this concept that I've been describing, I actually became a religious Pharisee and I started trusting in myself and thinking that God would answer my prayers because I was living holy. And yet I wasn't seeing my prayers answered. You know, my dad died just a few days after I had turned 12 years old and I spent weeks praying for him. I even fasted as an 11 year old trying to, you know, somehow or another put pressure on God or make myself worthy that He would answer my prayer. And yet my dad died. I saw a number of people die by the time I was 18 years old. I was praying. But you, if I would have been arrested for being a Christian, there wouldn't have been enough evidence to convict me as far as seeing results. Now, I was living a separated life, but I mean, I you couldn't prove that my prayers were really getting anything done. And it was because I, in a sense, was praying in my own name. I wouldn't have said that. Most people wouldn't say this about themselves. But when you say, God, I fasted, I prayed, I go to church, I pay my tithes, I do this, this, and this. Now, will you answer my prayer? You are praying in your own name. You are, and you are actually taking the name of Jesus in vain if you pray that kind of a prayer and then end it with, in Jesus' name, amen. When you say in Jesus' name, what you're really saying is because of what Jesus has done, because of His sacrifice, not because of myself. I don't claim any merit on my own. I stand before you and ask and believe I receive because Jesus has made me accepted in the Beloved. That's what you are saying when you say in Jesus' name. It's all based upon Him. And if you have just given a list of all of the great things that you have done and God now move in my life because I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm doing all of these things, now move in Jesus' name. You've just taken the name of Jesus in vain. You've used it in vain. Your real focus was on yourself. And without me realizing that this is what I had done, I had gotten where I was trying to base God moving in my life on my own goodness. And I was living better than anybody I knew, but I still wasn't getting the right results. And so I just figured, well, I need to try harder. I need to do more. Then I had this encounter with the Lord on March the 23rd, 1968, and I saw the glory of God. I hadn't got time. I'm not going to take the time to go into all of this, but I saw God in all of His glory. And just like in the Bible, any time that a person really had an encounter with the Lord, not with religion, not with rules and regulation, but if they ever really encountered the Lord immediately, like Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, he says, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips and dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. 
Immediately he saw his relative unworthiness and he humbled himself. Peter, man, he he grabbed his fisher's coat and put it around him and threw himself into the sea. He told the Lord, I'm not worthy to do all of these things. Anytime a person ever really experienced the glory of God, immediately Moses fell on the ground on his face and things like this. A person who is arrogant and promoting themselves, it's because you are comparing yourself to me or to somebody else. And you may look good compared to me or to somebody else, but compared to God, you sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3, 23. There is none righteous, no, not one. And when you see the glory of God, all of a sudden, humility uh, is an immediate response. And this is what happened to me. I saw the glory of God March the 23rd, 1968. And I realized that even though I was living what I thought was just an awesome Christian life and I was doing all of these religious things, that I had gotten to where I was trusting in myself. And you know, the only sin that the Lord Jesus really rebuked when He was here on this earth was the sin of self-righteousness. He dealt with publicans, sinners, prostitutes. He went in and ate with people that were considered unclean and unreligious in His day. He didn't rebuke those people. The people He rebuked were the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious people, and it wasn't because what they were doing was wrong. He even told people, He says, you know, they say you're supposed to pay tithes and do all these things. He says they should have done those things, but not to leave these other things undone. And then He starts talking about the heart. And he says that the heart is more important than the actions. These people are like whited sepulchers. Their actions are good. The outside looks good, but inside they're full of dead men's bones. And he went to the root of the thing. The problem was, it wasn't that they weren't doing good things. It was that they were trusting in their goodness and believing that God owed them answers to prayer and salvation because they were so holy compared to other people. That's what the sin was. The worst sin of all is the sin of self-righteousness. That's worse than the sin of homosexuality, adultery, lying, stealing, murder. The sin of promoting yourself and thinking that God owes me something because I'm a good person. That is the worst sin of all. That's really the only sin that can't be forgiven. If a person will humble themselves from murder, adultery, lying, stealing, homosexuality, anything you want to mention, and if they humble themselves, man, those things are forgivable. But if you are promoting your own goodness and standing in your own self-righteousness instead of receiving the gift of righteousness that comes through Jesus, that can't be forgiven. You can't have relationship with God. You have to humble yourself. God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And this is what happened to me that night that I had that experience. I saw the glory of God, and for the first time in my life, I quit comparing myself with other people. And I compared myself with the glory of God, and I realized, man, I didn't deserve a thing. And I humbled myself. And it's not just a one-time thing. I'll be dealing with this more at towards the end of this series. It's not like you just one-time deal with this self-confidence, uh, this self-promotion. It's something that you have to deal with the rest of your life. But I started it right then. And I tell you, it was a turning point in my life. I can trace every good thing 
THAT GOD HAS DONE IN MY LIFE BACK TO THAT EXPERIENCE WHERE I BEGIN TO START HUMBLING MYSELF AND DEPENDING ON GOD. AND SEE, THIS IS THE WAY THAT THE KINGDOM OF GOD OPERATES. GOD'S KINGDOM IS DIFFERENT THAN THIS WORLD KINGDOM WHERE PEOPLE PROMOTE THEMSELVES AND THEY USE AUTHORITY AND THEY they ARE CONSTANTLY SELF-PROMOTING. IN GOD'S KINGDOM, THE WAY UP IS DOWN. JEREMIAH CHAPTER 10, VERSE 23 SAYS, THE WAY OF MAN IS NOT IN HIMSELF. IT IS NOT IN MAN THAT WALKETH TO DIRECT HIS STEPS. DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT GOES COMPLETELY AGAINST OUR CULTURE TODAY? OUR CULTURE HAS MOVED AWAY FROM RECOGNIZING GOD AS THE SOURCE OF EVERY GOOD THING, AND THEY THINK THAT, NO, I'M A SELF-MADE MAN OR WOMAN, AND THEY ARE PROMOTING THEMSELVES. AND, YOU KNOW, MY DAD USED TO SAY THIS IN JEST. HE USED TO SAY, HE THAT TOOTETH NOT HIS OWN HORN, THE SAME SHALL NOT BE TOOTED. (laughs) AND I GREW UP THINKING THAT WAS A SCRIPTURE. AND, uh, OF COURSE, HE WAS JUST JOKING ABOUT IT. BUT THERE'S REALLY A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT THAT'S WHAT THEY LIVE BY. THEY THINK, IF I DON'T PROMOTE MYSELF, NOBODY ELSE WOULD. DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT'S TRUE IF YOU ARE HUMANISTIC, IF YOU DON'T SEE GOD AND YOU DON'T RECOGNIZE THAT GOD IS INVOLVED IN OUR AFFAIRS? IT SAYS IN PSALMS CHAPTER 75, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 6, PROMOTION DOESN'T COME FROM THE EAST OR FROM THE WEST OR FROM THE SOUTH, BUT IT'S GOD THAT PUTS UP ONE AND SETS DOWN ANOTHER. MOST PEOPLE DON'T REALLY BELIEVE THAT. THEY THINK THAT IF THEY DON'T PROMOTE THEMSELVES, IF THEY DON'T TAKE ADVANTAGE, STAB SOMEBODY ELSE IN THE BACK, TAKE CREDIT FOR WHATEVER THEY CAN, THE the RESPONSIBILITY FOR PROMOTION AND EVERYTHING IS ON THEMSELVES. THAT'S REALLY THE WAY MOST PEOPLE BELIEVE. BUT THIS SAYS THAT THE WAY OF MAN IS NOT IN HIMSELF. IT IS NOT IN MAN THAT WALKS TO DIRECT YOUR OWN STEPS. IF YOU WOULD JUST CAST YOUR CARE OVER ON THE LORD AND SAY, GOD, YOU KNOW, LIKE SOLOMON, I'VE BEEN STUDYING IN in, uh, SAMUEL THE LAST uh, FEW DAYS, AND SOLOMON, WHEN HE BECAME KING, AND THE LORD APPEARED UNTO HIM AND SAID, ASK, AND I'LL GIVE YOU ANYTHING. WHAT IS IT THAT YOU WANT? SOLOMON SAID, YOU HAVE MADE ME THE RULER OVER THIS GREAT PEOPLE, AND I'M LIKE A CHILD. I DON'T EVEN KNOW HOW TO GO OUT AND COME IN. I AM NOT QUALIFIED. I AM NOT CAPABLE FOR THIS. GIVE ME WISDOM TO RULE YOUR PEOPLE. YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT'S HUMILITY. AND THE LORD WAS SO PLEASED WITH IT. HE SAID, BECAUSE YOU DIDN'T ASK FOR THE NECK OF YOUR ENEMIES, BECAUSE YOU DIDN'T ASK FOR GOLD AND SILVER AND and ALL OF THESE OTHER THINGS, BUT YOU ASKED FOR WISDOM. YOU HUMBLED YOURSELF AND ADMITTED YOU NEEDED MY HELP. HE SAYS, I'M NOT ONLY GOING TO GIVE YOU WHAT YOU ASKED, BUT I'M GOING TO GIVE YOU WHAT YOU DIDN'T ASK. AND SOLOMON, IT SAYS OVER IN 1 CHRONICLES CHAPTER 1 THAT THE LORD TOLD SOLOMON, THERE HAS NEVER BEEN NOR WILL THERE EVER BE A PERSON AS RICH AS YOU ARE. SO HE WASN'T ONLY RICH RELATIVE TO PEOPLE OF HIS DAY, BUT YOU LOOK AT ANY PERSON TODAY, I DON'T CARE HOW MUCH THEY'VE GOT, THE SCRIPTURE SAYS NOBODY IN THE PAST OR IN THE FUTURE WOULD EVER BE AS RICH AS SOLOMON WAS. GOD GAVE HIM ALL OF THESE OTHER THINGS BECAUSE HE HUMBLED HIMSELF. GOD GIVES GRACE TO THE HUMBLE, BUT HE RESISTS THE PROUD. THOSE WHO FEEL THAT THEY HAVE TO TAKE IT UPON themselves, AND I'VE GOT TO PROMOTE MYSELF, AND I'VE GOT TO MAKE THINGS HAPPEN, INSTEAD OF LETTING GOD BE THE ONE THAT PROMOTES THEM, YOU ARE ACTUALLY HURTING YOURSELF. IT IS NOT IN MAN THAT WALKS TO DIRECT HIS OWN STEPS. NOW, GOD HAS GIVEN YOU THAT OPTION. YOU HAVE THE FREEDOM TO CHOOSE. YOU CAN CHOOSE TO DO THINGS YOUR OWN WAY, 
But the scripture says there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You can do things your own way, but I can guarantee you it won't prosper the way as if you do it God's way. It says in Proverbs chapter 3, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. God's plans for you are better than your plans for yourself. And humility, it's not just having a low self-esteem. It's not putting yourself down, being introverted. Humility is depending upon God, recognizing that, God, you're my source. The way of man is not in himself. Boy, this is great. If you take the context of this, Jeremiah chapter 10, he was talking about how that God was bringing judgment upon the Jews and that they were going to be taken into captivity. They were going to be overcome. People would be murdered. Women that were pregnant would have their bellies ripped open and their children killed in front of their eyes and then them killed. And he was saying these terrible, terrible things that were going to happen to the Jews because they had forsaken the Lord. And right in the midst of, of pronouncing this, Jeremiah just says, how could this happen? to the people who were once the favored people of God, the people who were separated unto God, the people who were blessed by God more than any other people that had ever lived on the earth. How could this happen? And then he answers his own question by saying, the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. The reason that happened was because they had started doing it their way. You know, Frank Sinatra made that song famous about, I did it my way. I tell you, that's terrible. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You don't want to do it your way. You need to humble yourself. And when you do that, you receive grace. Grace isn't only unmerited favor, but it's everything that God is, everything that God has, everything that God can do available to you on an unearned, undeserved basis. And when you humble yourself, God gives you more grace. He will just, grace will abound towards you when you begin to humble yourself, when you begin to become God-dependent and recognize, I'm not smart enough to run my own life. God, I need you to do it. You know, I could give you, I could give hours of testimony about how God has blessed me. I'm living in the blessing of God. I'm seeing favor come upon me. Things are happening. And I, I tell you what, it is not because I am smart. It's not because I had all of this planned out. I was just talking to a man yesterday and he was looking at everything that God's done. And he says, did you plan this? Did you make this come to pass? And I told him, I said, I knew that God had a purpose for my life and that it was going to be big. But I said, no, I'm not smart enough to make any of this stuff happen. I said, it's, I've just been following God and yield and God will make you look good. God will exalt you. God's plans for you are better than your plans for yourself. Man, that's what these verses are saying. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Man, this just clearly says that the pride of life is not of the Father. Did you know that the way most of us were raised, where we take pride in all of these things that we've done. That's not a godly concept. 
PRIDE MEANS THAT YOU'RE SAYING, LOOK WHAT I HAVE DONE. THE TRUTH IS, IF YOU HAVE ACCOMPLISHED ANYTHING, IT'S BECAUSE OF GOD'S FAVOR. DID YOU KNOW YOU AREN'T THE ONE WHO CHOSE THE TIME THAT YOU WOULD BE BORN IN? YOU COULD HAVE BEEN BORN BACK DURING THE DAYS THAT, YOU KNOW, EGYPT WAS A WORLD EMPIRE, AND YOU COULD HAVE BEEN BORN ONE OF THOSE SLAVES BACK THEN, AND THERE WAS NO HOPE. YOU DIDN'T CHOOSE YOURSELF TO BE BORN IN A COUNTRY WHERE THERE WAS RELATIVE FREEDOM AND YOU HAD OPPORTUNITY. YOU DIDN'T CHOOSE TO BE BORN DURING THIS TIME WHEN THERE IS, I MEAN, THE MOST PROSPEROUS TIME IN THE HISTORY OF THE WORLD. YOU DIDN'T HAVE ANYTHING TO DO WITH THAT. AND EVEN YOUR GIFTS AND TALENTS, YOU CAN DEVELOP THEM, BUT YOU CAN'T DEVELOP WHAT GOD DIDN'T PUT IN. YOU KNOW, EVERY ONE OF US HAVE CERTAIN GIFTS AND TALENTS THAT ARE GOD-GIVEN, AND YOU MIGHT BE ABLE TO DEVELOP IT, BUT YOU CAN'T CLAIM THAT YOU ARE A SELF-MADE MAN OR WOMAN. IF YOU HAVE AN APTITUDE FOR, LIKE, ACCOUNTING, IF YOU HAVE AN ARTIST ABILITY, IF YOU HAVE AN ABILITY TO SPEAK, OR WHATEVER IT IS, IF YOU CAN WORK WITH THINGS, IF YOU'RE A MECHANIC, OR WHATEVER IT IS THAT YOU HAVE AN ABILITY TO DO, I GUARANTEE YOU GOD IS THE ONE THAT GAVE YOU THAT ABILITY. ALL HE'D HAVE TO DO IS JUST SCRAMBLE THE, the YOU KNOW, THE CHEMICALS IN YOUR BRAIN JUST A LITTLE BIT, AND I GUARANTEE YOU, YOU'D BE HAVING DROOL RUNNING OFF YOUR CHIN. YOU COULD USE YOUR DROOL OFF YOUR CHIN TO LICK YOUR STAMPS AND PUT THEM ON THE envelope. YOU DON'T CONTROL ANY OF THAT. GOD'S THE ONE THAT GAVE YOU EVERYTHING. AND SO FOR YOU TO SIT THERE AND TAKE PRIDE AND LOOK WHAT I'VE DONE AND LOOK WHO I AM, I'M NOT SAYING THAT YOU WEREN'T INVOLVED, BUT YOU, ALL YOU DID WAS JUST DEVELOP AND RESPOND TO WHAT GOD HAS GIVEN YOU IN THE FIRST PLACE. YOU NEED TO HAVE A HUMBLE ATTITUDE. YOU NEED TO HAVE AN ATTITUDE TO WHERE, GOD, ANY GOOD THING IN MY LIFE, IT'S BECAUSE OF YOU. YOU KNOW, MY MOTHER DIED IN 2009. SHE WAS 96 YEARS OLD, AND... RIGHT BEFORE SHE DIED, I WAS VISITING WITH HER, AND SHE WAS SO BLESSED. SHE WAS A BIG PART OF OUR MINISTRY FOR MANY, MANY YEARS. AND uh, ANYWAY, SHE WAS ASKING ME TO TELL HER ABOUT THE MINISTRY AND ALL THE THINGS WERE HAPPENING, AND I WAS TELLING HER ALL THIS STUFF. AND uh, SHE LOOKED AT ME, AND SHE SAID, ANDY, YOU KNOW THIS IS GOD. AND I SAID, YES, MA'AM, I KNOW THIS IS GOD. AND THEN, AS ONLY YOUR MOTHER CAN DO, SHE SAYS, YOU AREN'T SMART ENOUGH TO DO ALL OF THIS. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? I DIDN'T TAKE THAT AS A CRITICISM. I AGREED 100%. I SAID, ABSOLUTELY. I AM NOT SMART ENOUGH TO DO WHAT'S HAPPENING. YOU KNOW, I'VE GOT PEOPLE AROUND ME THAT ARE BRILLIANT PEOPLE AND PEOPLE THAT HAVE BEEN VERY SUCCESSFUL IN THE WORLD SYSTEM AND STUFF, AND THEY'RE COMING IN AND THEY'RE HELPING ME ACCOMPLISH THINGS. BUT THERE'S THINGS THAT WE'VE BEEN DEALING WITH LATELY THAT I SAID, LOOK, I DON'T KNOW WHAT TO DO. I SAID, I DON'T KNOW HOW TO HANDLE THESE THINGS. I SAID, GIVE ME SOME TIME TO PRAY ABOUT IT, AND I JUST HAVE TO PRAY AND THEN COME BACK AND WHATEVER GOD TELLS ME. AND, and I'M TELLING YOU, IT IS NOT MY LIGHTNING-FAST MIND THAT HAS CAUSED THE BLESSINGS OF GOD TO COME. IT IS THE FACT THAT I HAVE HUMBLED MYSELF, AND WHEN YOU HUMBLE YOURSELF UNDER THE MIGHTY HAND OF GOD, GOD WILL GIVE YOU MORE GRACE. AND MORE GRACE EQUALS MORE FAVOR. MORE OF THE POWER OF GOD WORKING IN YOUR LIFE. THAT'S WHAT THIS NEW BOOK IS ALL ABOUT, AND I'D REALLY LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET IT. WE'LL GIVE THIS TO YOU FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT, ALSO OUR CD AND DVD ALBUM. AND IF YOU GET ANY OF THESE OTHER MATERIALS, YOU COULD ALSO REQUEST THE SELF-CENTEREDNESS, THE SOURCE OF ALL GRIEF. WE NOT ONLY HAVE THAT IN ENGLISH, BUT WE HAVE IT IN SPANISH, TOO. AND SO YOU CAN REQUEST THIS AS AN ADDITIONAL GIFT IF YOU REQUEST ONE OF THESE OTHER uh, pieces of product. 
SO THIS IS REALLY GOING TO MAKE A DIFFERENCE IN YOUR LIFE. I ENCOURAGE YOU TO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE GIVES YOU INFORMATION ABOUT HOW YOU CAN TAKE ADVANTAGE OF THESE OFFERS. AND THEN PLEASE CALL OR WRITE TODAY. ANDREW'S TEACHING, MORE GRACE, MORE FAVOR, IS AVAILABLE AS A BRAND NEW BOOK OR AS A CD OR DVD ALBUM MADE FROM OUR DAILY TELEVISION BROADCAST. EACH OF THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES ARE AVAILABLE FOR A GIFT OF ANY AMOUNT WHEN YOU CONTACT US. THIS ENTIRE SERIES IS ALSO AVAILABLE FOR AUDIO DOWNLOAD ABSOLUTELY FREE FROM OUR WEBSITE. OR YOU CAN GET THE MORE GRACE, MORE FAVOR PACKAGE, WHICH INCLUDES THE BOOK AND YOUR CHOICE OF EITHER THE CD OR DVD ALBUM. THIS PACKAGE HAS A CATALOG VALUE OF $50, BUT YOU CAN RECEIVE ALL OF THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES TODAY FOR JUST $35. ALSO TODAY, ANDREW HAS A BONUS OFFER. YOU CAN REQUEST THE SELF-CENTEREDNESS, THE SOURCE OF ALL GRIEF BOOKLET FOR FREE WHEN YOU ORDER EITHER THE BOOK CD OR DVD ALBUM FROM ANDREW'S NEW TEACHING, MORE GRACE, MORE FAVOR. THE FREE BOOKLET IS LIMITED TO ONE FREE PER HOUSEHOLD AND IS ONLY AVAILABLE IN THE U.S., U.K., CANADA, AND AUSTRALIA. GO TO AWMI.NET TO SEE ALL THE WAYS YOU CAN GET THESE TEACHINGS. OR YOU CAN CALL OUR HELPLINE 24 HOURS A DAY, 5 DAYS A WEEK, MONDAY THROUGH FRIDAY AT 719 635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. On March 23, 1968, Andrew Womack received a dramatic revelation of God's unconditional love and grace. Since then, Andrew has shared this nearly too good to be true news with millions of listeners worldwide. With his daily television show reaching 4.4 billion people worldwide, Andrew's message is changing more lives than ever before. He's expanding the vision through Karis Bible College, which has already discipled thousands of students around the globe and continues to grow every year. To learn more about what God is doing through the ministry, visit awmi.net. Many of you know that we have built a 1,022-space parking garage to accommodate all of our people that come to our facilities in Woodland Park. And it was at a $23 million cost, and we are trying to get that paid off as quickly as we can. Well, I felt like the Lord spoke to me about encouraging 23,000 people to give a $1,000 offering, either a one-time gift or pledged out over a period of 10 months, $100 per month. If you would like to be a part of that, I encourage you to call or write, go to our website and join our 1K Club. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a quick look at how your support is raising up disciples who are bringing the message of God's love and grace around the world. Disciples like Mickey and Susan Cartagena. Susan came to Karis in a time of crisis after her husband of 35 years divorced her. As she sat under the word at Karis, God healed the pains of her past and renewed her vision for the future. Andrew one day gave me a word and he said that the second half of your life is going to be better than the first half. After graduating, Susan got married to Mickey, a fellow student, and together they now minister in Columbia, teaching the same truths that set them free. Thank you, friends and partners, for providing a place where people like Susan can get a renewed vision for their life 
and then go out and share it with others. To see their full story, visit awmi.net today. I'd like to invite you to join me on September the 28th through October the 2nd in Woodbridge, Virginia, and I'm going to be there with Randy Clark for the Voice of the Apostles event. This will be my first time to be a part of it. We had Randy at our facility here in Woodland Park, and I tell you, God touched a lot of people's lives through him. I'm excited to be a part of their event. I encourage you to come and join us and get ready to be blessed. Bring Karis with you wherever you go with our new Karis app. Download your app today.